You are now listening to Like a Local Podcast, the podcast that allows you to trip without falling into tourist traps. Think of your next destination, then having a local share of the best places to stay, eat, drink, and what to do. Time is money, and these ladies are saving you time and preventing you from looking like a tourist. Here are your hosts, Katie Hilton and Stephanie Gerard. Hello, Stephanie. Well, hello, 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 and happy Monday. How are you? Fantastic. Everybody, welcome back or welcome to Like a Local Podcast, the podcast that allows you to trip without falling into your tourist traps. I'm Stephanie Gerard. I'm Katie Hilton. We are your hosts. How are you doing? How was your weekend? Feeling good? Feeling great? It was, you know, it was good. Did you play Candy Crush this weekend? I did. Oh, no. I did play Candy Crush. Um, what level are we on? I'm at a level right now that I just don't see myself getting past and I'm kind of losing interest. What level am I at? I'm on level 636. It, what? 636? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, um, I don't want to like knock you when you're, that's disgusting. Apparently that's nothing compared to like, you've had it for a week. No, I've had it for about two months. Okay. Um, still a little concerning, but you know what? It's okay. I, it's, it's okay. Thanks for not judging me. I can totally hear non-judgment in your voice. Um, but actually a fun thing that I actually wanted to share with you was on Saturday, I went to a couple of breweries with my friends. Mm-hmm. And we went to this one brewery. I don't remember what it was called, but it's actually this brewery with three owners and this is their side hustle. So the brewery is only open every other weekend, but we met one of the wives and she, like they weren't open this weekend, but she brought us out some, like a little tasting of this one beer. And I was like, I don't want this, but it was actually good. It was like a little smoothie. It was like mangoey, but then it wasn't like super carbonated, like, you know, Bud Light. Okay. So smoothie, you mean not like a consistency of a, of a no, 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 no. But okay, it was okay. like, it was like creamy, but that's not what you want to hear about a beer, but it was. It yeah. Was the thought of a beer smoothie just made me a little it bit. Did, but... It didn't taste like beer. Okay. Oh, and cool. then we went to another one that we needed to get on a shuttle because parking is so bad over there, I guess. Was this in Raleigh? Yeah. It's, um, it's like across from Linwood. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. It was kind of hidden. And then we went to one more and then headed home. Oh my gosh. Look at you out and about. Out and about. And then home, the home to play, home to play Candy Crush, home to play Candy Crush. Well, that's exciting. What'd you do this weekend? Um, came home to Raleigh for about 24 hours. It was a fun weekend. A lot of, a lot of playing some JB because he released his new album on Friday. Did you listen? No, I didn't listen, but I was watching Good Morning America this morning and he had a performance on and I was literally, I was going to text you this morning and say his new song is catchy. Was it Peaches? I don't know. Okay. Um, Sing it for me. I was, I was about to, but then I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to make everybody listening feel bad that they don't have the voice of an angel that I do. Well, I've done it once. So um, <clears throat> haven't gotten any hater mail yet. I get my peaches out in Georgia. Dun, dun. No, I don't I think get my it. wheat. Really? That's interesting. I would think that he would sing that one. But on that on that note, peaches, you need to look up the music video because it is good. Fever, fever, full mode. He's looking hot in here. 
it's getting hot in here. Speaking of hot in here, you know who sings that song, right? How could I not know? How could you not know? Nelly, St. Louis native. That's where we're headed today. And that's where we're headed today. We are visiting one of the largest cities in Missouri today, known for sports, barbecue, blues, and the famous Gateway Arch. If you're a fan of baseball, hockey, beer, art, and Italian food, then St. Louis is a great choice for your next destination. But depending on when you listen to this episode, maybe wait a few weeks because it's not baseball season yet. And we love the Cardinals. Um, (laughs) Do we? (laughs) I don't know. No, we don't. But some, but a lot of people do. So mm-hmm. that's fun. Mm-hmm. We are joined today by Anna Keenan. Anna is actually a real life superwoman. She's a mom, wife, podcaster, philanthropist, and she does all of this while working a full-time job at Kendra Scott Corporate. We're all wondering how she does it. When we found Anna's podcast, we knew instantly she was needed on our podcast ASAP. Self-Made Sister highlights female entrepreneurs who have followed their dreams and passions, and they discuss the challenges and wins they have faced along their journey to success. Anna Keenan has been recognized in Oprah's Magazine, Oh, the New York Times, BuzzFeed, and The Skim, and all interviews share the same message. Everyone starts in the same place. Everyone starts with just one follower, and the biggest takeaway is to know you're capable of making your dreams come true. We're so fortunate to have gotten to meet and interview this beautiful inside and out woman entrepreneur. Let's get into today's episode. All right, everyone. We are excited for today's interview, not only because we get to learn about a city Katie and I have never visited, St. Louis, Missouri, but also because we get to talk to a total force of a boss babe, Anna Keenan. Anna, thank you so much for coming on Like a Local. Before we get into the local lowdown of St. Louis, we'd love for you to introduce yourself and give the lowdown on who you are, which I'm extremely curious to see how you answer this because... You wear many, many everything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I always say, I don't know if I wear them well, but, um, I do like having my hands in a lot of things at one time, but yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I'm a mom. I have two kids, um, and a wife, but I have two kids, Chandler, who's seven and Ellery, who's four. And during the day I am on the corporate marketing team of Kendra Scott. So I am the regional marketing and philanthropic manager. And I oversee like all of the Midwest. Um, so big partnerships think like sports teams, children's hospitals, big initiatives. I oversee all of those for the Midwest. And I've been with Kendra Scott for six years. So it's been a great journey. I started when we had like 22 stores and kind of a no-name brand. And now we're at 112 stores and we're a global brand. So being on that journey and and experiencing that growth along the way has been amazing. It's been such a fun ride. And so Kendra and her story of, for many people, I don't know if they know, but she started her brand with $500, was a single mom, she had two kids and built it to a billion dollar brand. I mean, girlfriend's worth more than Beyonce. Like, okay, she's rocking it. (laughs) Yeah. Kendra. Yeah. Okay. Kendra, we see you. She'll be on shark tank actually on Friday as another guest shark, but, um, Yeah. Yeah. She's good. She's real Mm -hmm. good. I just think her story is so powerful. And I think the story behind any entrepreneur is powerful. I mean, for most of us, we see them when, when they've hit like a successful point or you're like, oh, she's different or she knew the secret sauce or, you know, whatever that is. It's like, no, that's not true. Like she has a story and it is filled with highs, lows, good, bads, like all of it. So I started a podcast called Self-Made Sister, where I interview women actually from all 
all over the world. I've interviewed um, a mom from Australia. I've entered, uh, interviewed an entrepreneur from China about their story and how they got started and how they took their dream or their goal and turned it into their reality. What were those steps that they took? And we talk about the nitty gritty. Like, how did you get financing? How did you market? How did you get your first sale? How did you build the brand? How did you you know, all of that. I mean, I ask like, I feel like a million and one questions, but I feel like I'm trying to simplify the road to become an entrepreneur and hopes to inspire someone else to do the same. So, um, the idea is never the barrier to entry. It's actually taking that step to making it a reality that is. And so by breaking it down, I'm hoping that people are like, well, I could do that. Like, she's no different than me. Like, and there isn't, no one knows, has a secret sauce. No one knows what they're doing. Everyone starts at a day one, um, or with one purchase or with one follower, but how did they build upon it? Um, I think that's what sets them apart. So yeah, that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. I was going to say for those listening who have that entrepreneurial spirit, like definitely listen to Anna's podcast. It it's amazing. I mean, going yeah. to Kendra Scott, Katie and I were just talking about how like it's incredible how relevant Kendra Scott has stayed. Like I think back to high school, everybody wanted the pendant necklaces and Katie was mm -hmm. like, yeah, I wanted a bracelet. Y'all are still, you're bigger than you've ever been. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah. You know, I really do think, and, and I say, I know I say this because I do a lot of our philanthropy partnerships, but using philanthropy as a North star, even through COVID and, you know, in that, you know, many retail brands, closed last year and we had a really good year and all things considered being a really philanthropic brand is I think key. I mean, you can have pretty jewelry, but if you don't give back to the community and if you don't like show your appreciation for, you know, frontline heroes or for feeding America during, you know, COVID or whatever that is, I mean, female empowerment and entrepreneurship, um, breast cancer, childhood cancer awareness, like we have so much that we get behind that. I think that that's really what has helped the brand still be so loved. Um, the style is obviously trying to stay ahead of the trends and being a good price point and having that warm, welcoming, inviting feel when you come into our stores is definitely part of it too. But, um, living by that mantra of what matters to you matters to us, I think has really just kept us like in people's hearts. Um, yeah. and they love, they love the brand. What's one or two nonprofits that you like have really just felt so much love for, you know, I would say we have a program called Kendra cares where we have partnered with 32 children's hospitals around the country. And pre COVID, we would go in once a quarter, we'd set up a color bar for, but so for those that don't know the color bar, it's, um, you, we create, you create your own custom piece of jewelry in the store. You pick your style, you pick your stones. We make it right there in front of you. We take that same concept into children's hospitals and we, invite children down, the patients and their caregivers to come down and create a piece. We have coloring sheets and we make it really beautiful and fun. And it's honestly my favorite program. Like anytime I get to do a Kendra Cares and I've done it at many hospitals, I it's my favorite day. And so when COVID hit, it, everyone was really upset. Like it was like, what is it, what's going to happen to Kendra Cares? Like that's like the heart of like our children's hospitals. 
And so I actually worked with a local children's hospital here in St. Louis to modify it to be COVID friendly. So we worked with some cross-functional department heads and we executed our first virtual kinder cares back in June. And it was a huge success. I had my co-host who was Thor, who's their resident therapy dog. I outfitted him in like a yellow Kendra Scott bandana and we went room to room. I was on an iPad um, and he was with me with his caregiver and um, they delivered the gifts to all of the patients. And it was so special because typically we wouldn't be able to visit children like in isolation or bone marrow transplant, or, you know, there's just different wings or Mm -hmm. units of the hospital that wouldn't get to participate. But in being virtual, we were able to visit all of those patients. So that by far will always have a huge place in my heart because like, especially this year where I mean, I couldn't imagine being a parent with a kiddo in a hospital where one parent can be there, you know? Um, and so to bring a little bit of joy and smile to their face this year, even virtually was really special. I'm sure this is probably like a weird thing to say, and I don't think I'm going to use the right word, but it's like humbling. Oh yeah. No, absolutely. The right is. word. Yeah. Just like being exposed to the emotions and what happens to you physically. Like, I just can't even imagine. So, um, (laughs) I don't even know why I'm tearing up right now. No, Um, it's so true. I mean, I, you know, as a, as a parent myself, it's like, I put the, my, myself in their shoes and I'm like, Oh my God, like I couldn't, I don't ever want to imagine it, but I just, I can't even wrap my head around it. And I get to give back and I get to hopefully make people's day. And while it's just jewelry, it's like, for me, it's more than that. So, and for Kendra, it's more than that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that's why Kendra says it all the time. Like we're a unicorn brand, um, when it comes to retail brand and we really are, I mean, even last year we were able to give back $5 million in 2020 to local organizations throughout the country. And it's like, who else was doing that? Yeah. And (laughs) in 2020, yeah, Yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And thousands and thousands of donated pieces of jewelry and volunteer hours. And I mean, we got, we got creative last year, but everyone had to. Mm-hmm. It's all about so, the pivot. Yeah, it is. And that was the word of the year, the pivot. Well, that was such a great introduction. <laughs> I guess let's go into St. Louis. Yeah. Coming from a perspective of Stephanie Knight, we have never been. I don't think I've ever actually ever been to the Midwest. <laughs> so I'm looking to plan my trip. Where should I stay? And am I looking for a hotel or an Airbnb? Yeah. So, you know, St. Louis is kind of, it's so different from Kansas city. You know, we're both in the same state, but like, they're just different. They're different cities. St. Louis is so old, like it's old school. It's got old architecture. It's just, it's got families that have been here for generations upon generations. It's a Catholic school on every corner. I mean, I never even knew that there was like private high schools that have like just boys and just girls, but that's a thing, still a thing here. So, you know, it is, it, it's still very like old school. Um, but I think that that's part of the nostalgic about it. And so for me, I, I don't know if I would trust an Airbnb in St. Louis. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Just because, yeah, it's like a hotel, a hotel for sure. And I, you know, I mean, there's, there's some really cool areas of St. Louis, but there's some really, there's a reason why St. Louis is like number one on the crime list because there's certain areas that you want to stay away from. And so with that being said, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily trust an Airbnb, but there are some cool areas of St. Louis, um, to stay in a hotel. Um, and there's some cool hotels here. 
there's boutique hotels and then you got something like the Ritz and the Four Seasons. So, and everything in between. What areas should we be looking at? And do you have any hotels that you've like had a staycation in that you can, you're like, I will go back there. It was great experience. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people like to stay in Clayton, which is like, they say St. Louis has two downtowns, which they do. There's Clayton, which is kind of like the business, very like upscale, um, young professional kind of where you go out. It's um, got the nice restaurants. That's where the Ritz is at. There's um, some boutique hotels down there. And then um, in downtown St. Louis, um, there's a lot of hotels. I mean, there's the Hilton ballpark, which is right next to Bush stadium that a lot of people love to stay at. Um, there's the four seasons, which is right on the river and right next to the arch. Um, so a lot of people like to stay there. There are some boutique hotels like the moonrise, which is kind of an iconic hotel here, but, um, by and large, I would, I think that that's just more of your standard chains. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I, we could really use a cool boutique hotel and that's Kansas city's got that Kansas city's got awesome boutique hotels, but kind of, we're kind of standard here. I was doing some research and I saw that there's this hotel. Oh, okay. No, no, but it's called the, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. The Angad arts hotel. Oh, the, yeah, that one's new. That is new. Yeah. So you choose your hotel room based on the color of your emotion. So they have like rooms fully decorated in one color. So there's green, blue, red, and yellow. And it's, it's definitely an experience. No, you're right. I'm so glad you brought that up because it's new and it just wasn't even on my radar, but, um, I have not been, but I have had friends have staycations there and they do it. They said, it's awesome. Like the rooms are, if you get the blue room, everything in there is blue. Yeah. I was like, very artsy. Um, and it's down by the Fox, which is the theater here in St. Louis. Um, and yeah, good call girl. You're not, I totally forgot about that hotel. (laughs) So new. I was at a, a jazz bar one time and and the musician was like, okay, he, I can't remember the word for it, but he was like, I see color when I hear music. And so he, he like played, they played a song and then they asked everybody to f- say what color they saw as they were playing. And it was yellow. Uh-huh. And so I'm thinking about being in a red room and I just feel like that would be so I don't know. I don't think I'd want to get stuck in like a red, red <laughs> hotel room. Their description for the red room is passion. Mm-hmm. And then yellow is happiness. Blue was tranquility. And then green was like rejuvenation or something. And they are bright. Like it's not yeah. like a subdue. Like it is a bright cherry red. It's like, yeah. Like, kind of, mm-hmm. like it reminded me of like the wiggles. Like I was looking at the wiggles <laughs> in rooms. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's so funny. I love that you brought that up. One fun fact is Nellie is from St. Louis and he bought a house 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago. And he was planning on flipping it and it's on Zillow now. (laughs) He paid like $2.5 million or something for it. And it's on sale for on sale. It's discount. It's on sale. It's 500,000. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it looks gorgeous from the outside, but then the pictures inside, it's like, yeah, we're going to need some floors, but you know, if anyone loves St. Louis and they <laughs> want to go ahead and put their, put their plant in the ground, 
just go buy Nelly's house. It's a good deal. I mean, it's in a cool, like it's, it's kind of out in like, I would call the suburbs of St. Louis. It's actually near this place called Hidden Valley, which um, we have our own ski slope here. So they make man-made snow and you can go skiing in Hidden Valley here in St. Louis, which is so weird, but it's fun. Um, But his house is near that. And it's out in the middle of like nowhere. Like there's nothing around it, but it's kind of a joke. It's like, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. yeah. Nellie's house. Amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. So now we know where we're staying. Let's move into our favorite segment, where to eat. So Anna, what are your top three to four restaurants in St. Louis? You know, I mean, if you're going to come to St. Louis, you have to love Italian and barbecue. I mean, that's kind of what we're known for. I think more so Italian than barbecue. Kansas City's kind of got the more of the barbecue down. But um, favorite brunch place would definitely be Rooster Cafe. It's downtown. Um, They do the best brunch and it's well known for their brunch anywhere on the hill. So there's an Italian district here in St. Louis called the hill and it is Mm. you drive through it and it is straight. Like it looks the same as it did in the 1950s. I mean, very small, like houses that are just lined the streets, the, the Italian flags or, you know, hanging outside of everyone's house. Um, all family owned Italian restaurants that are all like homemade. I mean, there's one restaurant that had like the Oprah pasta and the Ronald Reagan pasta because they've had such iconic people visit and named um, their pasta after them. So definitely the hill. Sorry. St. Louis has like some of the best Italian food in the country. I, it's, I wouldn't have known that. Yeah. either. And then I'm sure you're going to get into this, but like the the toasted ravioli. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I cannot yeah. wait to hear more about this. Is that like, <gasps> oh my thing? gosh, girl, I need to send you guys some because it is like, I, I actually like bought some at the grocery store today. Cause like you just get them in the freezer section. Um, but yeah, it's, ro- it's like fried ravioli. It's breaded. It's like, think of like a ravioli and then it's breaded and then fried in every Italian restaurant here. I mean, even you non-Italian restaurant, like all of our bars, like bar food, it's part of the appetizer. Um, and you dip them in like marinara and they're so good. Um, but like, you can get like Buffalo chicken filled, you can get, you know, like meat filled, cheese filled, like they're all filled with stuff, but, um, that and gooey butter cake are the two iconic St. Louis. Yeah. I've never had gooey butter cake. Tell me about it. Think of like how to describe it. Um, it is like a really thick gooey sugar cookie. Okay. We're here for it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like not fully baked in the middle. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you definitely taste the butter. There is a lot of butter (laughs) in it and it's yellow, like a sugar cookie. And then it's got a layer of powdered sugar over the top. Yeah. And it's yeah, so good. <laughs> it is. It's like classic <laughs> country cooking. I know. I mean, all you're missing is your fried okra and your fried chicken, but yes. um, it is. It's pretty much many restaurants have that as a dessert um, option here. Um, so yeah, definitely those places. There's definitely some upscale restaurants like Sydney Street Cafe, Louis on Demand. We have some James Beard um award-winning chefs here in St. Louis. Um, there's a restaurant here called Katie's that is, I mean, she wins a ton of awards as like best chef, best food, um, all homemade Italian. Um, and so, yeah, I'd say like, there's, 
a little bit of everything. I mean, you kind of have the hipster area with some really cool hipster restaurants. You have the Italian district, you have, um, you know, a lot of steakhouses do, but, um, come to St. Louis for Italian for sure. Okay. On the Hill, Italian on the Hill, on the Hill, you got to go to the Hill. What's your favorite thing for brunch? Oh girl. I'm like pretty classic. I love a good waffle. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Like the bigger, the better. I just love a thick waffle, um, and pile on stuff on top of it and give me a mimosa and I am happy. Yep. I love them with pecans. Ooh. I love a good pecan waffle. Pecan yeah. Waffle. I love it. Like that. all sorts, like chocolate yep. chip, strawberry, banana, all the time, all the stuff. Like <laughs> I love waffle. I'm not big on like eggs Benedict or no. I do love um, biscuits and gravy. That's kind of a Southern thing, but make- my grandma makes the best biscuits and gravy mm. ever. I'm like so hungry. Like talking to you. I know <laughs> it's, it's like dinner time. I'm like salivating. <laughs> that sounds so um, good. Before we move into our next segment, tell me about Ted Drews. Drew. Yes. Cause I feel like I, when I Googled, this is what came up for St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's like two ice cream places in St. Louis. There's okay. Clementine's micro creamery, which there's only like five in the country. She, um, I, she's f- almost five locations getting ready to open her fifth location here in St. Louis. And she's awesome. She's actually on my podcast. She, um, okay. her story, uh, airs on Monday. She's my 50th episode and, um, she's got amazing, ice cream and her one of her flavors is actually has gooey butter cake in it and oprah named it the sexiest ice cream so and what oprah says oh it goes yes like it is (laughs) i mean she's been written up in forbes i mean her ice cream is really great and then there's ted drew's which is just an old like it is a custard it with stuff in it you know it's like snickers or cookies or like I mean, it's old school. You walk up to the outdoor window, you order it. Um, but in the summer, I mean, the line is like an hour long. I yes, mean, it's I always s- busy. Yeah. I saw pictures and was like, oh my gosh, this place must be pretty good. But then yeah. have you ever heard of Gold Belly? No. So it's like a food delivery website and they like have all these famous places and you can get it delivered. Like I could, I well, anyways, to, long story short, I looked up St. Louis restaurants and Ted Drew's is on there and you can order Ted Drew's like I could order it. Uh-huh. It was so expensive. It was like eight, pi- I think pints. And it was like one sixty. It was oh my <laughs> so expensive, but for listeners, if you want, if you want to try Ted Drew's it's on gold belly. Yeah. It's always, I mean, Ted Drew's Emo's pizza, which is yeah. iconic. That um, was also on gold belly. You can order that too for, yeah. for a pretty penny. Yeah. Um, I don't personally love it because there's this cheese called Provel cheese. It's a St. Louis cheese and Emo's I think is like the founder of it. And it's a mix between like provolone, mozzarella and something else. They like smash three cheeses together and it's good. I mean, I do like it, but, um, Emo's is like the, the number one pizza place here in St. Louis. It's just super thin and it's either a love it or you hate it. I mean, I've seen presidents eat it. I've seen like Barstool did a review on it and he thought it was terrible. Oh, really? (laughs) And like people that are like diehard St. Louis can't even imagine how you wouldn't love it. Uh Um, So I read that it's like a cracker. It is cracker thin. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, it seems like it would be a kind of like a light snack, but (laughs) (laughs) 
you can plow through half a pizza pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. And then what about the slinger? The sl- is it the um, breakfast thing? Yeah. I don't know. So we just talked about how we don't like eggs and stuff, but it's like potato Chili. eggs and chill. Yeah. It, it doesn't look good online. Um, probably to some it does, but I saw that that's like the ultimate late night food there. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people in college ate that. Um, God, I feel like that's that like be- a midnight. Yeah. Like yeah. I just, that's so funny that like that came up. Um, I'm pretty sure my husband has had a slinger or two in his day. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's so like, it's so funny because there's, St. Louis is kind of like this divide because like my husband's from Southeast Missouri and he grew up on Southern food. I mean, shrimp and grits. And I like, didn't even know what grits were. Like we were both raised like in Missouri and I never had grits and he had grits with every meal. So you get this like Southern pole, um, and Southern like cuisine mm-hmm. in St. Louis, but you don't in Kansas city. Um, so it's, it's kind of unique in that way. Yeah. Cool. I saw that Mardi Gras, I guess it, uh, not much. I just gave away what I was about to say. Um, but St. Louis has like a really large French presence or something. Mm-hmm. And so they love Mardi Gras yes. and it's the second biggest like parade festival outside of new Orleans. Yeah pretty much everyone in their twenties is there every year. I mean, people go, I mean, Mardi Gras is like a big, it's like not as big as new Orleans, but it's definitely the second. Um, it is an all day thing. It is streets are lined packed. People come in and set up like vendor tents and all of this stuff. Um, you couldn't pay me to go down there now, but when I was 23, like that, (laughs) go get your beads. (laughs) It was awesome. Um, it's like, yeah. College kids come in from all over. It is just a hot mess, but, um, yeah. Who would have thought that Mardi Gras would be like such a big deal. We also have a huge, um, um, St. Patrick's day parade, which one of the biggest in the country, go figure. And an art fair. We have one of the largest art fairs. It's just very eclectic, very unique. Um, cultural. Yeah. From Mardi Gras to like an art fair where like it pulls a hundred, 150,000 people in every year for this art fair. That's wild. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So very weird. Speaking of Mardi Gras and a hot mess express, um, moving into the next segment, where are we drinking? (laughs) Yeah. There's like, I mean, every, I think, you know, we, there's what three universities here in St. Louis. So you definitely have a college presence. You have, you have that college bar scene. Um, but then you have like uh, the cinder house at the four seasons, which, um, is one of my favorites. It is beautiful. It's this rooftop bar. It overlooks the arch overlooks the river. It's just got like the perfect view of the arch. Um, and it's the four seasons. So it's nice and swanky. Yeah. Um, and then there's 360 rooftop, which, um, is on top of the ballpark Hilton. Um, and it, you see all of downtown, you can watch the Cardinals game from up there. Um, it's just got a cool vibe. Um, I think it's, I don't even know how many stories up. I mean, it is uh, like, I don't even know. It's It's a real, yeah. (laughs) Super, super tall rooftop. Yeah. Um, and then there's like the boathouse at forest park. So forest park in St. Louis is, um, it's just, it, it's loved by all. I mean, it's got the art museum, it's got the zoo, which St. Louis has one of the best zoos and it's free. Um, 
and it's actually 50% larger than Central Park. So it's huge. There's a golf course there that people run. They ride their bikes. Like um, they do picnics. There's fountains. Like it's super cool. So um, the boathouse at Forest Park has a really cool like area to just grab a drink and it's peaceful. And um, I love Forest Park. Um, and then there's like Wheelhouse, which is like the college bar, but it is like okay. always hopping like it is that's where you get your bottle service yeah, yeah. if you want to get rowdy you want to get rowdy exactly exactly if you had friends coming in would you take them there if they've never been to St. Louis? I would maybe on a game day so like it's very close to Bush Stadium so if we were going to go down there for like a Cardinals game I totally would now if I would go down there at like 10 o'clock at night they'd probably think I was there picking up my daughter like <laughs> <laughs> be like, are you here? Too old. Too old. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, but during the day, I mean, it's it's a cool place to like have a mimosa or have a beer before going to like a Cardinals game or a Blues game. Huge sports town. Lot. Mm-hmm. We love our sports here. Um, so baseball or hockey lover. Both. I mean, having a son, like it definitely is takes on a different meaning, but I'm married to a huge sports fan. So we have hockey tickets, we have Cardinals tickets, we getting ready to get like an MLS soccer team. And so, yeah, big blues fans though, for sure. Yeah. I love a good rooftop bar and I love a good speakeasy. Are there any speakeasies in St. Louis that you could think of? There is, there's this one downtown called Thaxton that people love to go to. And I, I'm sure there is, I feel like, I feel like there has to be, I mean, there's like cool little, like, you know, hole in the wall bars that are kind of my, my speed, but a true speakeasy. I wouldn't, I don't know of many. Okay. For sure. So when you find one, yeah, (laughs) it's going to be good. (laughs) And what's your drink of choice? Mine, I'm usually a sucker for any like wine. I love a good glass of wine or uh, I will always do a vodka club soda with an orange. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it with an ensures orange. no hangover the next day. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. That. I actually had my first wedding this past weekend. We traveled and we went to our first like wedding, like Ooh. true wedding this past weekend. And it felt weird getting dressed up. It felt weird being at a wedding, like all of it. But that was what I drank all weekend and I was good to go. Oh, love that for you. I, I recently went to a wedding and it's weird. Like you feel like this, like kind of guilt doing things or like going out or like, Ooh, do I post something or what? Like it's, it's, it's odd. I know. I kind of have like posting guilt a little bit. I feel like I was probably judged. Yeah. It's okay. okay. Uh, But I had fun and it was worth it. (laughs) Memories, memories. (laughs) All right. Well, now that we are full from fried ravioli and a little tipsy, our next segment is things to do. So what are some activities or attractions you'd recommend someone to do while in St. Louis? Yeah. So I feel like we've covered some of them, but like the zoo is great. Like, I mean, you don't have to have kids. Like the zoo is awesome. It is so cool. Forest park again, cool place to visit. There's a lot, there is like the art museum there. There's just a lot of things to see. Anheuser-Busch brewery. I mean, it was started here. So mm-hmm. beer is a big thing. Um, a Anheuser-Busch brewery tour is so cool. Like you get to see the Clydesdales and you get to like, see how they make the beer. You get to try the beer. Um, and then there's um, like the arch, I mean, mm-hmm. got to visit the arch, right? I mean, I was going to ask, like, is it touristy or is it one of those things where just go like, get your picture, see what it's about. And then 
Move yeah. On. I mean, it's a museum. So like down yeah. below, there's like a lot of history there. You can go up in it. So there's these little like trams that take you up to the very top. So you get to see out the windows of the arch. And I mean, it's a cool experience to do. It's touristy, but I feel like locals like it too. It's not one of those things where like central or like times what times Time square, square where yeah. they're like not going there. Like that's mm-hmm. not how, yeah. how it is. You'll see, you'll see okay. both. I saw that the the arch was designed to sway like 18 inches in case of earthquakes. Mm-hmm. You feel it up there too. Yeah. And, oh, and I saw that it on a, on a clear day, you can see, like, you can see 30 miles. That's what it, that's what I said. That's what it said. But um, imagine being that high and then just like realizing you're moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You feel it when you're up there. And you have to take these like little, like this little shuttle thing that's like super tiny with like no windows and you get in there with other people. Like I'm sure now with COVID, like you could only get in there with your family, but super tiny. And you're like, if this thing broke, like mm-hmm. I would have a panic attack. Oh, but, yeah. for sure. Um, there's a, you have to get up there somewhere or another. And those arch legs are not that wide. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll probably be staying on the ground, but um... yeah, just look at images of people taking photos from up there. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's like a lot, there's the city museum, which is super cool. Um, we now have like the union station that revitalized. So there's a, there's an aquarium there now there's a wheat, like this cool Ferris wheel that has like temperature controlled, like little what units. I don't know. What would you call those? (laughs) Like that goes around. Um, there's, yeah. I mean, I think that there's, there's a ton of breweries, um, microbreweries here they just really love their beer. So, um, whether you're into food or whether you're into like activities or you're here for your kids, there's a science center, there's a lot to do or just take in like a game. I feel like our itinerary is definitely full. (laughs) Is there some type of like, is there a big farm that you can go to like a petting zoo or something? Yeah, there is. So the Bush family owns Grant's farm. Grant's farm. mm -hmm, And there's a lot of Clydesdales out there. And, um, I, it's not one of my favorites, but people love it. You get fear <laughs> when you're out there. So that's cool. Oh, that's but you bus. take like this bus, like out to the, like the petting zoo area. So there's like goats and some things you can pet some you can't. Um, but it's cool. It's just like an old farm that people go and see. And yeah, I think the Clyde sales though are really cool. Yeah. It's where they like raise them. So not somewhere like if we're visiting, maybe like it's cool, but you don't need to go. If you're like adults, like, I don't, I mean, if you have kids, I think kids love it. Um, I mean, I know they love it. My kids love it, but if it were that or the zoo, I would totally do the zoo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll probably be doing none of those just cause I, I don't like animals. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I didn't really appreciate it until I had kids though. And now that I go, they like see them get so excited. And then they do like zoo lights at Christmas and they do boo at the zoo and like, they have like fun Mm -hmm. themes. And then there's like the zoo Faria. I mean, the zoo is such a big deal here, but it's funded by the Anheuser-Busch. And so it Mm -hmm. is like, I know you're probably thinking like a normal zoo, but like, this is like a zoo on steroids. Like it is, it is super, super nice. Okay. Maybe I'll give it a chance. Yeah. And it's free. So it's like, it allows. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay. The fun part, this has all been fun, but rapid fire. Yeah. It's rapid fire round. Are we ready? Let's go. Most Instagrammable spot. The arch. Best piece. Best pizza spot. 
St. Louis locals will say Emo's. I'm going to say Katie's. It's what kind of, what kind of pizza is Katie's? It's like uh, homemade, like you much see, better like, than like toss it in front of you. And it's got it's, like, it's just, it's so good. It's, it's not a, a cracker. It's, a, yeah. it's not a cracker. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite event. Oh man, that's going to be hard. I mean, art fair, blues games, Cardinals games. Yeah. Um, I can't go wrong with any of the sporting events. Favorite coffee shop? Uh, Caldi's. What's your coffee order? Um, it depends. Sometimes I do. I like an Americano or I like just a standard latte with skim milk. Mm. Yeah. Uh, best wine and cheese spot? Uh, Sasha's Wine Bar. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Mm-hmm. It's good. Best season to visit? Fall. Favorite rooftop bar? 360. What's your favorite local business? Oh man, that's a hard question. I, there's so many, like there's so many boutiques, like there's these like shops in Ladue. Um, there's a brand here called the normal brand, which was started by a bunch of St. Louis brothers. That's so hard. I mean, local restaurants, I, all, I like all, all of them. Yes. We'll mm-hmm. go with all. Cause I can't really <laughs> pick like just one. Best place for the toasted raviolis. I saw that there was a big thing, big rivalry with Charlie Gitto's Gitos and mm-hmm. Mama Kimpisi's. I would actually say Charlie Gitos is actually better or Anthonino's. They have good toasted ravioli. I love all these names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love they're all Italian. Names. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ragazzi's. <Zia's. laughs> oh, they're yeah. all the, the Italian names. I wonder if there's like a big, if there used to be a big mafia presence. <laughs> there was. Yes. Love learning about that. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like want to know more about that. Actually. Yes. I feel like it needs to be like a Netflix documentary between Kansas city and St. Louis mafia presence in both. Oh my gosh, you know, I love it. That- they definitely should do that. And then I recently learned that New Orleans used to have a very large mafia presence. Ooh, I found it interesting. Guess, maybe like a Cajun mafia. Yeah, I'm into that. Interesting. Yeah. I'd watch it. Yeah, I'd watch. I watched Goodfellas a couple of weeks ago, and afterwards, I was like, Katie, I need to find myself a man in the mafia. Like, I don't even <laughs> care. Like, like I love it. It's so cool. <laughs> so interesting that like that yeah. happens, right? Like that's yeah. part of our world or part of, I don't know. Like I feel, <laughs> I, I feel know. like, uh, like it's not, it actually is reality. Like it's not just a movie or a yeah. show. It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. A couple of months ago, I was like, I need to look up books. Like I've never heard of books being on the mafia. And then I realized like, there's probably not many because you're a, you're a snake. What is it? What are you called? Oh yeah. A snake. rat. A snake, a rat. Yeah. 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 Snitches end up in ditches. Yeah. <laughs> but Stephanie, a good movie. This is called The Family with Robert De Niro. It's not like a bloody, like a crazy, like Goodfellas movie, but he has to relocate to, like, maybe he goes to Italy or something and they, they find him there. Oh. But, it's like, but it's Robert De Niro and it's a mob movie. Can't go wrong with that. Not yes. like It's right up my alley. I know. I same. Watch. Same. <laughs> I need a Netflix documentary on that. Yeah. Yes. Favorite place to get gooey butter cake. Oh man. Um, I don't know the name of the, there's a bakery on the hill. Okay. Um, any, anywhere on the hill, honestly, there's, there's okay. a bunch of like great little bakeries down there and they all make it and it's all really good. Okay. Okay. You can't go wrong. You and can. then 
Last but not least, are there any attractions like tourist attractions that you would just maybe advise against a first time visitor? No, I think that like the attractions are all really cool. I'd say steer clear of downtown at night. I can get a little sketch. So if you're going to want to do downtown attractions, do them during the day. Um, but no, I mean, like there's like the botanical gardens. There's just like, there's so many different cool things to go visit here. So there's none that I would like steer clear of. I'd say steer clear of certain areas of St. Louis. I would not go North St. Louis. I would not go East St. Louis. Um, and I would not do downtown at night. Okay. Especially if you're a girl. Note taken. Yeah. Great to know. (laughs) Yeah. I think that that's like such a, I mean, I like when you travel to a new spot, it's like, where should I avoid? Like, what are those areas that you don't want to get caught in, you know? Um, and so we definitely have some of those. Okay. Really important for girls trips. Yeah. Yeah. Like stay central. Don't run out to the drugstore by yourself in this area. (laughs) No, no, definitely not downtown. Do not walk alone downtown at night. Okay. We're staying central. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. All right. Well, before we wrap, we would love for you to share your number one travel tip in general with our listeners. So whether it be a travel mantra, a book, a podcast, a product that you, that you like. Oh man. I mean, there's a lot, I like, I always pack my same things of non-drowsy Dramamine, <laughs> my AirPods, download some podcasts. I always have Twizzlers and I always pack like all my important stuff in my carry on. Cause you never know if you're going to lose your stuff. Um, but in terms of a travel tip, I mean, I always plan where I'm going to eat. Cause I mm-hmm. think that's a big deal. But then on the flip side of that, I pl- try to plan as little as possible. Like I really love to like I don't like to go somewhere and basically have my days planned out for me. Like, what if I want to go visit somewhere? What if I want to go here? What if I like am talking to like the concierge of the hotel and I need to go see this? Like I try to plan as little as possible when I travel both on purpose to relax a little bit, but also to be open to ideas. So yeah. And then I think too, is just like a mom. It's like, take pictures <laughs> like with your, I'm always like in no pictures. So yeah. make sure you're in pictures. Yeah. Don't be just the ones taking them. What kind of podcast do you like to listen to? Some of my favorites. Well, how I built this is one of my favorites. I love, Mm -hmm. I love those crime junkies. We were talking about mafia. I love, I love the crime podcast. I um, love the skinny confidential just because she makes me laugh. Mm -hmm. So those are top of mind. Yeah. Skinny confidential is definitely my top. Like I, I love them. I love them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I do too. They really kind of put podcasting on the map for sure. And they're mm-hmm. such great interviewers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they sure are. So yeah, always AirPods in. I like am such so antisocial on the plane. Like, don't look at me. Don't talk to me. Don't act yeah. like I'm here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even my own husband. I'm like, mm-hmm. don't talk. Like we're on a plane. Like, just let me, let me zone out. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm with you. I'm not on there to meet friends. Like, whereas my mom is like, I, I, she wants to talk to someone the whole time. And I'm like, oh my God, I would die if I got stuck next to you. Oh, I know. <laughs> That's like getting, getting stuck next to somebody that wants to talk to you. I no, no, yeah. I've had dead AirPods and I just like put them in so that like, they look like it's like, yeah. nope. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's a blocker. Yep. That's the way to go. And where can our listeners find you on social media and where can they find your podcast? Yeah. So you can find my podcast self-made sister on any podcast app. Um, and then you can find me on social media. It's at self-made sister podcast on Instagram and Facebook. So amazing. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Anna, for coming on the podcast today. Katie and I 
cannot wait to come visit you in St. Louis once COVID allows. You're such an inspiration and we can't wait to watch you continue to do such amazing things. This Thanks was- girls. This has um, been so fun. I appreciate you having me on and talking all things St. Louis. I don't know if I made it sound it's it's not a beach town. It definitely doesn't have some of those draws, but it's got that Midwest charm that some people love. So yeah. And good Italian food and good Italian food. What what more can you ask for? Exactly.